Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, William Brewster, Edward Tilly, Joey Devine, Miles Standish, Francis Eaton. Sean Keen, Stephen Hopkins of Upper Clatford, Hampshire, Solomon Pro, musical guest, The Decemberists, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me. Your permanent, well, no, your temporary guest of uh, guest host Joey Devine, and I'm here as always with my permanent co-host Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good, doing good. Got that Thanksgiving fever, baby. You have Thanksgiving fever? Is that treatable? Uh, no, it's uh, not. You just drink a lot of gravy. Um. I don't have Thanksgiving fever so much as I have uh, NBA feud fever. Uh, so so much going on. Everyone is yelling at each other all the time. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very wild. Uh, people are, like, mic'd up. They're mic'd down. Uh <laughs> Do you think do you think any of this is uh, a little bit performative? No, by, I think it's because guys. Mercury is in retrograde. Oh shit! It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get to that, though, I should just mm-hmm. mention some business off the top. Yeah. Uh, if you want to email us, email us at roundrockpod at gmail dot com. And uh, if you would like to uh, give us a five star review on iTunes, that would be incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we love we love getting five star reviews, but only five star reviews. No, those are the only ones you're allowed to give now. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, it's because of why. the government. You know. That's the government. Um, but other than that, should we just get straight to the fucking news, dude? Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Alright, Sean, some news. Uh, the wizards are exploding, or imploding, depending on uh, your definition of science. I don't want to be a Neil deGrasse Tyson about it. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, actually, the absence of a Dwight Howard in the center would lead to an implosion. <laughs> also, they're technically wizards were were alchemists. Uh, they had a practice <laughs> where everyone was screaming at each other. It uh, was like a funny thing where like every sentence was two different guys screaming at each other. It's so it was good. like Kelly Oubre and Bradley Beal, I think, were screaming at each other. And then John Wall and Jeff Green were screaming at each other, and then they all just started screaming at Scott Brooks. Uh, <laughs> well, can I can I give yes. you a couple of these please. quotes? Yes, please do. So <laughs> Bradley Beal got into an argument because Austin Rivers called a foul on him mm-hmm. in practice. Very said, awesome. First off, very <laughs> Austin Rivers. Let's just go. Let's. Can we say that? Is that fair? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's it, it's one of our uh, classically Austin Rivers stories. Uh, and Bradley Beal said, I've been dealing with this shit for seven years. It starts top down, <laughs> <laughs> which is like shots fired. Ernie Grunfeld, the most improbably long tenured general manager of the NBA. How long has he been there now? Ernie Grunfeld? Yeah. I think it's like 19 years. <laughs> oh my god. And uh oh yeah, he took over in 2003. He he was there for the entirety of the guns and Yeah. Like they were bad enough to get the number 1 pick and the number 3 pick in that time. He he drafted John Vaselli, he kept his job. Yeah, there was a gunfight in the locker room. Mm-hmm. He kept his job. My god. <laughs> I mean, he's a survivor, but that is so weird. His and, like his uh, his not, overall not like record a, as a GM is 536 and 678. I mean, he was I mean, I get that I get that he was a GM during a a pretty good era for the Knicks. But, like, he took over after they made the finals the first time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, unless you really believe that the 1999 Knicks were, like, a secret juggernaut, I don't know what he... Oh, my God. I mean, he, I mean, did, he... he is the one who traded for both Marcus Camby and Latrell Sprewell, so that's pretty good. That but is good. But I don't but... know if that's have a job for 19 years yeah, with not that team good. <laughs> yeah, like like oh, you you managed to be the team that Latrell Sprewell got dumped on. Here, let me read and you, you some you things. You tricked he's Isaiah done. Thomas. Yeah, um, he signed Gilbert Arenas. Okay, good uh, move. I mean, yeah, in the when he did it, yeah. 
he traded the number five pick in the draft along with Jerry Stackhouse for Antoine Jameson. I don't think that was actually a great trade. Like, Jameson did well and made the All-Star team a bunch, but, like, wouldn't you kind of have rather had the fifth pick in the draft and, like, a good player? I don't know. Devin Harris? I don't He's also an All-Star. Uh, he <laughs> traded Kwame Brown for Karan Butler. Okay, that's an amazing deal. <laughs> um, he drafted Nick Young and JaVale McGee. Uh, I mean, I don't think that worked out great for the Wizards, but okay. Worked out pretty great for the Golden State Warriors, though. Yeah, um, champions. <laughs> uh, in 2009, he traded the fifth overall pick and Mike, uh, he traded the fifth overall pick for Mike Miller and Randy Foy. Jesus Christ. And that's <laughs> the Ricky Rubio pick, I believe. Uh, in the 2010 draft, uh, <laughs> he selected John Wall. And he, he had the first pick there, right? Mm-hmm. That was probably the right choice instead of Evan Turner or Wesley Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say good job, Grunfeld. Uh, in 2011, in the first round, he drafted both Jan Vaselli and Chris Singleton. Ooh, that's not a good, that's not a good deal. All three Jan players Vaselli were off picked. of the team three seasons later. Because uh, he also well, took Shelvin Mack in the second round. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's five spots ahead of Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would have been a good fit next to John Wall? Do you think maybe some of the terrible dysfunction of the Wizards would have been helped by having the chillest man in the history of the world <laughs> on the team? Um, all right. In 2012, he took Bradley Beal third overall and Thomas Sadoransky, who I love personally in the second round. That's a good draft. Yeah. I mean, again, again, look, it's great that he's managed to pick good players with the first and third pick in the draft, but he was in charge of the team (laughs) when they were bad enough to get all those picks. You know Uh, what I mean? Like, (laughs) like you don't really get credit for taking John Wall number one. Um, all right. In 2013, he drafted Otto Porter number three. Wait, wait, wait. He drafted... Tom, Tom, Thomas Sanaransky got drafted six years ago? Yeah, in the second round, but then he was in Europe. This is just... I mean, I'm just I'm just surprised he <laughs> was... Uh, that like, like, they got him four years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, a little, little, little bit of present value missing in that draft selection, <laughs> but... Um, in the in 2013, he drafted Otto Porter third overall. Um, I, unclear if that's a good pick or not. I have no idea. I really <laughs> don't. I mean, there are certainly like worse alternatives that happened directly after this, mm-hmm. but uh, now he has a max contract. So, um, and then in 2014, he traded. Again, well, so that's another. A th- so so we're saying that this guy, who'd been there for seven years, uh-huh. was bad enough that he got the first, sixth, third, and third pick. Oh, I guess mm-hmm. they jumped in the lottery this year. They jumped five spots in but the Otto Porter draft. Just, just kind of feels like when you draft John Wall number one in 2010, 
you almost don't want to be drafting third three years later. <laughs> um, all right, and then in 2014, he traded their first-round pick and Emeka Okafor for Martian Gortat. Uh, I mean, I I get it at that point. And then he sold their second-round pick for $2 million, and the Lakers used that pick to draft Jordan Clarkson. Uh, well, as much as I think that Jordan Clarkson is a born Washington wizard, <laughs> uh, that is a Ted Leonsis move. Am I saying his name right? Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, yeah. And then in 2014, oh, Ty, that 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 Gortat trade pick became Tyler Ennis. Yeah, good good job. Wow, that <laughs> both of those guys went to haunt the Lakers fans for years. <laughs> Um, and then in 2014, this is where the transactions page of Wikipedia ends. Uh-huh. He signed Paul Pierce to replace Trevor Ariza, Chris Humphrey, and got Chris Humphreys in a sign and trade with the Boston Celtics, trading a second round pick in Dewan Blair. Dewan Blair, no. <laughs> Dewan Blair, by the way, greatest no ACL player. In the history of basketball. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, they've done some weird... He traded... Who did he trade Trevor Ariza for? Who did he get when they traded Trevor Ariza? Uh, uh, that was like a sign-and-trade, We basically. talked about this too long. All right, let's let's yeah, get whatever. to the fights, he should though. Be Ernie Grunfield How is he sucks. Fired? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I think he has compromising photos of Ted Leonsons, probably. Uh-huh. But, um... What uh, what can the Wizards do? This is well. The, uh, can I tell you the other thing that yes. happened that's hilarious? Jeff Green mm-hmm. and Scotty Brooks were yelling at John Wall to raise the intensity level of intensity in practice, and John Wall said, "Fuck you," and Scotty <laughs> Brooks said, "Not like that, John." Which <laughs> is such a funny response. <laughs> um, and Kelly Oubre. Uh, like, like, cursed out the coach during a game. Yeah, so crazy. That's that. He's not good enough to do that. No. Um. So what? It, what happens here, Sean? You've been saying John Wall is going to be a son for like three years, right? Yeah, I feel like that's his destiny. Like all troubled point guards find their way to Phoenix somehow, but at this point. He's he has so much money owed to him. Uh, it's I mean it's he has a supermax, so it it's like an ins- I, I just don't think they'll really get anything back. Although maybe the Phoenix Suns they would get something back, but uh, yeah, he's got he has. I don't think he started earning that that no it no. hasn't kicked in yet. So he's owed four he's owed 170 million dollars for and the next four for years. Five five years. It's five if you count this year. Yeah, counting counting this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This year he's making <laughs> only nineteen. Like yeah. So yeah, so you're getting you're you're picking up about 185 million dollars, I believe. Uh for a guy who is twenty-eight years old right now. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna say not an amazing track record of health. No. Seems like he misses a lot of, maybe I'm wrong about that, but kind of seems like he's always a little banged up. You know, 
he he missed half the season last year. Beal, on uh, the other hand, I think has a lot of value. I think you can get a lot of stuff for Bradley Beal. Yeah, and he's he's a lot younger. Like, frankly, too. the Lakers, I know they have, like, huge free agency plans, but, like, other than Klay Thompson this summer, isn't Bradley Beal a better fit with LeBron than any of those other free agents? Yeah, he's really good. He's, uh, he, you know, he was, he was a very young draft pick. I think he got picked when he was, like, had barely turned 19. He got picked, yeah, he had turned, he turned 19 after the draft. So, very young. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's a great shooter. He's, he's the best player on the, on the team. And again, if I were one of these smart teams, I wouldn't be calling about any of these guys. I'd be calling up right now and I'd be like, hey, I know you're having some problems there, but um, any chance you want to give me Tomas Sadoransky for free? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because anytime that dude has played, he's been really good, but Scott Brooks refuses to play him all the time for some reason. He's a gigantic point guard. <laughs> Do you like do you like a point guard who's like really big and has kind of a kind of an endearing but weird face? <laughs> like every photo, like if you image search Sadoransky, I'm going to tell you odds are pretty high that his mouth will not be closed in that photo. <laughs> um, all right, it's weird. I will say it's very weird. We're talking about inner team strife that does not involve Dwight Howard at all. Yeah, it's weird. He's like the 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 articles are like this guy versus this guy, this guy versus this guy, and then Dwight Howard, another nagging injury keeping him away from <laughs> the team he loves so much. It's too bad that the stabilizing presence of Dwight Howard. Because there was a theory that I believe I think I think we did we throw out the theory that he was gonna be Oh, you you said it, I think. About how he was like the coach of the Olympic hockey team, yeah. Where in nineteen eighty, yeah, yeah, <laughs> would hate him, and maybe that's the problem. Like his injury has allowed them to realize how much they hate each other, and not been able to focus on the worst person in the NBA being around <laughs> them on a daily basis. What if Dwight's like the one who survives? It would be so funny if this ends with Dwight and Austin Rivers starting games. Oh, yeah, the Washington Wizards for the next four years. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, they just love playing together. <laughs> um, all right. In other teams that hate each other news, um, uh, J.R. Smith has been sent home, Sean. Oh, the, the end of an era, the end of a. I mean, it was a great era. I feel, I gotta in, say, I feel bad for J.R. Smith here. I think he's I, kind of being treated unfairly, even though he sucks. I do, too. Look, look, look. He, he got brought in there to be a sidekick for LeBron, to help out LeBron yeah. James. Now LeBron is gone. There is no reason for him to be on the team. However, the time to address this was when LeBron James was leave had yeah. left at the beginning of July or uh months earlier they could have formulated a plan when it was extremely clear mm -hmm. that LeBron James was leaving like I don't know if you could have definitively said he was going to the Lakers but I think it was pretty clear he was not going to be staying with the Cavs right um, but yeah I mean like 
But and none of those things are J.R. Smith's fault. Those are none Cleveland's of are, fault. <laughs> they're, <laughs> like, not, they're not. They're not. He can't trade himself. Or, yeah, exactly. And, like, they're, to me, it feels like they're essentially ending J.R. Smith's career here, right? I mean, kind of. It does seem like he... Because I don't think anyone's going to take him on that contract. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to... It's going to end in a buyout, right? I mean, I think he has two more years left, though. Like, it's a lot of money to buy out. But, I mean, if you're sending him home anyway... Yeah. uh, Yeah, he's... I think you're right. I think he's got, like, two and 30 left or something like that. Something like that. Oh, he actually refused to accept a buyout. But I think that means... Okay, he's, uh, oh, it's not that bad. He's He does have a contract for next year, but it is a $4 million partial guarantee. That's not that bad. Well, what do you think he's going to do at home on his time off? I mean, obviously, work on another children's book with his brother. <laughs> it came out today, didn't it? I didn't even realize that I... I'm pretty sure it came out today. I saw someone joking about it in somebody's mentions. Yeah. Oh uh, man, the Cavs are going to hold him all year too because they're going to ha- they're going to feel like because he has that high on paper salary next year mm-hmm. and a relatively low buyout that they can use him in trades because the Cleveland Cavaliers need to be thinking about short-term trades <laughs> to add more high salary players. Um, um, on the plus yeah, side for Jr., he doesn't have to spend any more time with Colin Sexton, who all the veterans hate. If you remember correctly, yeah, that's true. You know, Jr. Smith did say he didn't he he didn't like the statement of getting bought out because he said it's not fair to the people who work hard in the arena every day, which is like a weirdly uh working class sentiment from J.R. Smith that I did not expect. <laughs> um anyway, uh at least they didn't say he was sick. Yeah, come on. But he and Carmelo should just go on vacation together right now. Yeah, man. Like look, look. Carmelo wears all the hats, J.R. wears none of the shirts. They should in fact, they should make it where they're, they're a package friends, deal. Right? They have yeah. to be. They've played together for so long. For so long. And I guess they didn't get traded together, but they should have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they should but, sign together wherever they go. I and wanna, they should. And, yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> I feel like I feel like they, whatever they do, should involve voting somehow. I bet J.R. Smith doesn't like the water. Really? He just Maybe. feels kind of, you know, he guess, feels like guess, not like a banana boat guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm influenced by the shirtlessness, but you're right. He's he's from he's from New Jersey. He hasn't really played in any boat friendly city. They should either. go to Ibiza together. Oh, and like, like shirtlessly parties. club. Yeah. At foam yeah. parties. Yeah. Yeah, that would be tight. <laughs> Why don't they just well, they should write a book together. Oh, that would be so tight. They that should write be... just an anti-George Carl book together. Yeah, just a response. And like they're not they're not even trying to make a point. It's just like, here's some funny shit that George said. <laughs> um <laughs> this dumb guy. Here's what this guy dumb guy blew the playoffs again. 
Uh, all right. Any other news? I forget. Uh, oh, Fultz, baby. Oh, right. Markel Fultz. <laughs> his attorney is making him see doctors. <laughs> yeah, on the advice of his attorney, Raymond Brothers, who is also his agent, but in the context of this statement, it's his attorney. Uh, he's going to see a shoulder specialist because his shoulder still hurts. Uh, that's, I think that's what that's saying. I, I'm um, pretty sure. I, I think I saw one of those Twitter doctors, though, speculating how he was shooting those free throws, that yeah. his shoulder was clearly in pain, and that's the problem. Yeah. And, um, well, I, I was reading about a guy who was, uh, basically, like, someone was talking about Marco Fultz and the shoulder injury and how, like, yeah, like, like cl- clearly that is the impetus for him changing his shot and being hesitant is that his shoulder was hurt. But uh, they said, well, isn't that pain all in his head? And the doctor's like, well, all pain is in your head. That's <laughs> that's how pain works. It just it actually just registers in your brain. Uh, so, I mean, probably not a great sign for Fultz, I would say, in a. In a career full of uh See, I almost think great this signs. is a better sign though. Than oh, that he's him just, just going to a doctor? Yeah, that he's finally going to see a doctor to get his shoulder fixed versus people just thinking he has the yips. Well, and working with like a celebrity trainer who's definitely not a celebrity orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? like, uh yeah. And Look, he's not. Is is he going to go to the doctor and then shoot worse when he comes back? I don't think so. No, I would guess not. Well, get and well like, soon, Markel. Oh yeah, yeah. And actually, you know what? This is actually, I think, a bit of a positive for the Sixers because now it's like, well, look, we can't have Markel Fultz in the rotation anymore. Um, right. There's an attorney that will sue us if that happens. <laughs> Raymond Brothers, which. I, I know he's really an NBA agent, but doesn't that sound like a personal injury lawyer yeah, who course. advertises during, like, cheaters reruns? <laughs> yeah, he sounds like uh, you'd see him, it would be like a Dasher's auto insurance commercial, uh-huh. and then a Raymond <laughs> Brothers commercial, yeah. and then a commercial for the general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Raymond Brothers. Have you hurt yourself in a workplace situation? Does it hurt your shoulder to hoist a jumper? Are you the target of harassment from bloggers online? Talk to me, talk to Raymond Brothers Esquire. I will get you the help you need. So, um, anyway. Get um, well soon, Marco Fultz. All right, should we get to the thing we've been, we, we came here to do today? It's our annual tradition, yes. Is it? Is this our second annual or third annual? I think it's the third time we've done this. Wow. Um, so every year at Thanksgiving time, um, we here at Round Ball Rock go around the table. We sit each of our NBA teams down mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving dinner. And before they're allowed to eat, mm-hmm. we make them go around uh, around the table and say what they're thankful for. We because do. Because we, we are annoying moms. Mm-hmm. That's how we feel. We're very uh, maternalistic towards mm-hmm. the NBA. Um, so, Sean, should we start? 
Let's do it. Let's go in alphabetical order, shall we? Okay. All right. That sounds good. Um, let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. What do you think right. they're thankful for, Sean? Um, I think they're thankful for two things. They're thankful for Sir Foster, their mm-hmm. wonderful organist, and they're thankful that Kevin Herter finally got the role of Tiny Tim in the <laughs> NBA's Christmas pageant. So congratulations, Kevin Herter. Uh, I thought they were thankful for the painting Vince Carter had made of Tracy McGrady in 2003 <laughs> that keeps him from aging <laughs> and that makes T-Mac age insanely rapidly. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's a good, good painter. Yeah, it's a great painter. Um, <laughs> what about the Boston Celtics, Sean? What are they thankful for? Uh, the Boston Celtics. Well, um, the Boston Celtics. I think that Brad Stevens is thankful for a turkey coma because it gives him an excuse to fall asleep, not touching his wife. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I'm too full, honey. <laughs> Uh, I think the Boston Celtics are thankful for just how young Jason Tatum is. Oh my God! And Sean, like, can you believe how young he is? Is it like is is, is he even going to be able to eat turkey? He's so those little, young. Those little little gums. Oh, he's so young, dude. I'm just gonna just feed him some some mushed up yams <laughs> and then call it a night. Oh, also, I think Kyrie Irving is probably thankful that no one will ever figure out how the Pilgrims crossed the flat sea. It's a good one, Sean. Uh, all right. The, how about the Brooklyn Nets? Sean, what are they thankful for? Um, I think that they're very thankful that Karis LeVert, all of his hands and arms are still attached to his body and that he's still going to be able to operate his food truck outside of the Barclays Center. <laughs> uh, Peas I- and Karis is what it's called. It's a Forrest Gump-themed vegan food truck. Uh, I think for the sixth year in a row... <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets are once again thankful that James Dolan doesn't own the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even 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 having a, a jet skiing Russian Playboy owner still means that uh, you don't have to hang out with uh, guitar techs who were on the Hotel California or tour John in the locker McEnroe. room. <laughs> um, God. All right, Sean. The Charlotte Hornets. Um. Well, I think the Charlotte Hornets are thankful that Michael Jordan has retained control of the team and has not traded Kemba Walker because if there's a full moon and Tequila Jordan gains control of the team, <laughs> uh, that mofo is gone. Remember Jordan when we, has to keep him in check. You know? Remember when we all made fun of uh, Jordan last year for not trading Kemba Walker unless he gets an all-star back? Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's ending up to be a pretty good decision. I mean, I think people are, like, finally realizing that Kemba Walker rules. Yeah, he rules, dude. He's just 60 points and a loss. <laughs> the only the thing that is very difficult about the team is um, there's, like, literally no one else who can... There, there are people... Sorry. There are people on the Hornets who are good at many facets of basketball, but there's, like... One guy who can reliably get buckets at yeah. the end of a game. And, you know, I feel like Monk will be able to eventually. I also think but... Miles Bridges eventually will be able to. Yeah. 
But right now, it's like anytime it's a close game, they just go to Kemba Walker every single possession. And he delivers a lot. It's just, you know, um, he's a he's a little guy. As for me, uh, the Charlotte Hornets, uh, they're thankful Dwight Howard is gone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> you think every it's so funny that now there's like six teams in the league who could be like, Oof, ah, he's gone. It's not it's not there anymore. <laughs> All right. The Chicago Bulls, Sean, what are they thankful for? Ooh, the Chicago Bulls. Um, oh, the the Chicago Bulls are thankful that at the annual team Thanksgiving dinner, Fred Hoiberg won't eat with them very long because all they have to do is ask him a simple question about the 2016 playoffs, <laughs> and he will storm away from the table like a baby. Uh, as for me, I, Thanksgiving is the one day a year that Bobby Portis doesn't threaten violence against anyone. Oh, that's nice. He's all that's about really family. Nice. <laughs> uh, plus, he passes out at 2 p.m. <laughs> Uh, all right, what about the Cleveland Cavaliers, Sean? Oh man, the Cleveland Cavaliers—they're so bummed. But you know what? They're not—they're not so bummed that they're not thankful that uh, Chetty Osman is going to do once again his one-man reenactment of the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> I said uh, it's the one day a year the team gets to spend some time away, some time with their families instead of Colin Sexton or Dan fucking Gilbert. <laughs> Ex- and everyone's happy about that except for Kevin Love, because he's not thankful at all. Because the only person on earth worse than Dan Gilbert is his uncle Mike fucking Love. <laughs> <laughs> He guy's the worst. <laughs> Can you imagine showing up at Thanksgiving dinner and Mike loves there? Just refusing to take his hat off. <laughs> Talking shit about your cousins, Brian oh, yeah. Wilson. <laughs> um, all right. The Dallas Mavericks, Sean. Okay. Uh, well, I think the Dallas Mavericks are thankful that this year they get to eat Thanksgiving dinner in the shark tank. As amateur chefs come in and pitch different sides, and then they they find out if they want to invest in them or not. It's pretty exciting. Uh, And they're also thankful that DeAndre Jordan only signed a one-year contract. That was the initial one I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) But I actually went serious on this one. Uh, Uh Dallas Mavericks are thankful for Dirk. You've got to be... Yeah, man. Yeah, this is the... This is the time of year to appreciate Dirk. I we're think. we're we're running on the tail end of Dirk here. I this is probably his last year, right? He's fallen asleep at the the table this year. He's uh, but then he's like waking up in the middle of conversation with hilarious zingers. You didn't yeah. realize he had. It's like, yeah, well, someone is stuffing that face. <laughs> and then back to sleep. Uh, the NBA is going to be a much worse place without Dirk Nowitzki in it. Yeah. So. Can we get him like a, a, a – he probably doesn't really – I, I kind of want him to have some kind of basketball job, although I don't necessarily think Dirk wants that. No. And maybe he'll do one of those things where he's like – maybe he'll be like the new Hakeem Olajuwon where he like teaches big men how to shoot or something. Oh, that would be tight. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I kind of feel like he's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the beach for three or four years. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, all right. What about the Denver Nuggets, Sean? Uh, the Denver Nuggets are thankful that the that the Los Angeles Rams are doing so well because it means their owners might not notice how bad they've been sucking. <laughs> um, also, uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez is thankful he no longer has the kissing disease <laughs> and he is almost ready to start kissing again. So that's that's nice. Uh I said Michael Porter Jr. is planning on spending the day in front of Best Buy hustling his fans at Three Card Monty. <laughs> oh, my God. Michael. OK. How many people do you think Michael Porter Jr. has employed to stand in line for Black Friday deals? Oh, he has like an 15. army. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's some people who have lost a video game bet. And he's like, all right, man, I won't take. Your, your graduation present, this uh, vintage Alex English jersey. But you're going to have to stand in line at 1.30 in the morning <laughs> in Denver. <laughs> I bet I – couldn't you see Michael Michael Porter Jr. like just loading up on uh, what he thinks will be hot Christmas toys? Oh, so 100%. So like extort people. That, oh, my God. He it's runs like a, like a shady eBay store for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um all right the detroit pistons oh the pistons of detroit well they're happy that uh blake griffin finally got a tape <laughs> he's uh he's been he's been trying to get like a good tv clean five minutes they'd screw up the wording or like you know the crowd would be weird or he'd get frustrated and punch the cameraman in the face for no reason um I have I've I've two other ones that the team is thankful for, Joey. Yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, Kyle Singler, sorry, uh, Luke Gennard is thankful that Kyle Singler's apartment was still available. <laughs> he didn't even take his clothes; they all fit. Um, and then Andre Drummond is very excited for Disney's new streaming service because it'll have Disney Channel programming. Uh, I said they're thankful for Dwayne Casey. Uh, because he isn't making them read through the DSA reading list like Stan Van Gundy did. <laughs> Luke Kennard did learn a lot by reading The Politics of Race by Joseph Schwartz, though. That's true, that's yeah. true. I, you know, the thing that was very difficult about the Pistons last year is that Van Gundy would want to make a speech, but he'd have to use the people's microphone and have people, like, repeat it. <laughs> be like in the fourth quarter and then four people would be like in the fourth quarter <laughs> uh, alright Sean your Golden State Warriors Warriors Warrior um, Girls so um they're thankful that Steve Kerr volunteered to be the one to talk to the Trump supporting relative in their family at dinner uh, that family member is Rick Barry <laughs> um, he's, he's gonna reach across the aisle uh they're also thankful they recorded that fergie video when the team was still capable of feeling joy oh uh i said they're thankful because it it just means they're one more day closer to steph curry being healthy and getting <laughs> them out of the mess they've made oh my god yeah god they're gonna lose to oklahoma city tomorrow 100 percent <laughs> All right, um, the Houston Rockets, baby. Uh, the Rockets are thankful for P.J. Tucker and for uh, Coach Mike D'Antoni's annual Thanksgiving trick 
where he drinks an entire boat of gravy in seven seconds or less. Uh, I of That's course, why he had to shave the mustache, by the way. I said uh, they're, of course, thankful assistant coach Jeff Bizdelic, the most important Houston Rocket <laughs> on or off the court is back, baby. Oh, thank God. I'm I'm happy for them. I missed him, too. <laughs> Uh, all right, the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> oh, my God. The Indiana Pacers. It was a simple year for the Indiana Pacers. They're thankful that TJ Leaf finally got pubes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said the Indiana Pacers are thankful for Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody thought the garbage those guys got traded for <laughs> Those guys turned out to be awesome. <laughs> Sabonis rules, yeah. man. Sabonis Ugh. has fucking been awesome. It is crazy to me that Serge Ibaka and Paul George were essentially traded for the same thing. That's incredibly weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hadn't also, thought about it I... until writing that. Uh-huh. It's it's completely bizarre. Like, it's kind of like, great job, Sam Presti. Like, like because, <laughs> you know, the Pacers, great return for Paul, for Paul George. Good job, Kevin Bridgard. But um, Presti basically did that trade a paperclip for a house deal. Except I think at this point... I would rather have Oladipo and Sabonis than Paul George, I think. Well, I'm I'm saying take that aside. <laughs> oh, okay. He started with Serge Ibaka and turned him into <laughs> yes, like fair, Serge Ibaka fair. on an expiring contract. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, Sean, the LA Clippers. What oh, are the they LA Clippers for? You know, this is this is some people would say this is not a thing to be thankful for. I think they are. The 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 See, they're thankful that about a week ago, Steve Ballmer got really hungry and he killed and ate Chuck the Condor for an early Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> uh, also, Doc Rivers is personally thankful that this year he won't have to make up a lie about a hospital trip or a sudden trip out of town in order to trick his son Austin into staying away from the family home on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh Callie's invited, though. <laughs> I, of course, think the L.A. Clippers are, of course, thankful for the condor. Oh. Have you seen the condor? The condor. All right, we'll play that Billy Crystal <laughs> drop right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I asked Mr. Bomber, he said, hey, listen, nobody's safe except the condor. The condor. Have you seen the condor? It's not easy to be a comedian in the morning. That's why they're nightclubs. All right, Sean. The L.A. Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles. Uh, I think that they're thankful that Rajon Rondo is away from the team dealing with an injury because otherwise... He, has, he isn't if, away from the team, though. Didn't you see that story? What's that? He was allowed to come back to the team as long as Luke Walton told him he's allowed to be on the bench and be back with the team, but he has to shut the fuck up. Wait, really? Yeah. That's incredible. Well, the premise of this is that he's not allowed to come to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> uh, because he would demand everyone play him at Connect Four, 
he would wash his hands eight or nine times during the meal, and he would insist on spending the entire meal passing out turkey for other people, even though, and not eating any turkey himself, even though there was, like, turkey on his plate. And actually, it was, like, kind of obnoxious. He wouldn't just put the turkey in his mouth from such a short distance. Like, what was he trying to prove? You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I, of course, think uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are thankful that LeBron hasn't had anyone traded or fired yet. <laughs> yeah, yet, yet. <laughs> he's actually, he's been very patient with this team. Uh, all right. The Miami. He's only, he only brought in one vet in the first month of the season. All right. The Miami <laughs> Heat, Sean, what are they thankful for? Um, well, they're thankful that this is the one day a year, every year, where Pat Riley allows them to consume gravy. They they get they get a little break from the. We wrote the land. same exact joke. <laughs> oh well, they're also thankful that um, Zoran Drogic has finally been banned from the practice facility. <laughs> He was just playing dice and smoking cigarettes in the weight room. But yeah, I wrote Pat Riley lets them get seconds for once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's there's a practice at like an hour after dinner, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, I think that... Specifically, Giannis is thankful for the chance to eat so many new and different Thanksgiving foods. What will the freak try next, Joey? Oh, I had that a, a as well. I also oh. had green bean casserole. <laughs> uh, How so do what we other... not repeat sex scenes, but we've now repeated the, the, two straight Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving thank jokes? <laughs> um I think the Bucks are also thankful that Jason Kidd is gone because he won't be throwing any desserts at them. Yeah. Yeah. Like he did to uh, his his family members. Yeah. Um, all right. The Minnesota Timberwolves, Sean. Oh, man. The Timberwolves. They're thankful that Jimmy Butler is gone, but they're also thankful that Ricky Rubio taught Carl Anthony Towns his patented paella recipe <laughs> before he left town. Uh, I said they're thankful because a day off means they can play Fortnite all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the New Orleans Pelicans, Sean. Uh, they're thankful for beads. <laughs> you can get anything with beads in New Orleans. Did you know that, Joey? I did know that. Yeah. Um. So it's like their own. It's like their own Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, I. Didn't really have anything for this one, so I just wrote Anthony Davis is still in New Orleans? Yeah, that's kind of amazing. <laughs> I gotta say. Has it forced his way out? <laughs> All right, our favorite Hasn't been cursed. Yeah. Our favorite our favorite team to write jokes about, Sean. Uh-huh. The New York Knickerbockers. What are they thankful uh, for? Uh well, they're thankful that they're all going to be receiving free advanced copies of James Dolan's Christmas album. A sure shot of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And uh, James Dolan himself is thankful that he gets to hold, help hold the Don Henley balloon for the Thanksgiving <laughs> Day parade. Uh, I said they're thankful that uh, every Thanksgiving after dark, JD and the Straight Shot come to each of their houses and sing the Christmas blues. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas blues, they're so beautiful. 
<laughs> um, all right, the Oklahoma City Thunder, Sean. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they're thankful that people are criticizing the new Congress, particularly Congressman Ocasio-Cortez, about her green bill to fight climate change because if the government does pass it, the team will have to move back to Seattle because the <laughs> fracking industry will collapse. Uh, and Billy Donovan, thankfully, hasn't been fired yet. Uh, I said the Oklahoma City Thunder are thankful because it's the one day of the year Paul George becomes pumpkin pie pee. Oh, pumpkin pie pee! He's <laughs> unstoppable at that dessert table. <laughs> Uh, all right, the Orlando Magic, Sean. <laughs> By the way, I'm just imagining Paul George at the dinner table announcing that pumpkin pie pee has arrived, <laughs> uh, taking a big swig of Gatorade, and then immediately like choking on the first bite and having to be given the high <laughs> He eats he eats a whole pie in like 30 seconds and immediately yeah. throws it up. <laughs> And people are like, you know, he should he should have just been a number, should have just been a supporting <laughs> dessert guy. All right, the Orlando Magic, Sean. Oh, the Orlando Magic. Even though he's not on the team anymore, they're all thankful that Alfred Payton finally cut his hair. <laughs> Happy for him. Uh, I said for the sixth year in a row, <laughs> they are thankful that they won the Dwight Howard trade. <laughs> All right, the Philadelphia uh, 76ers. Wow, the, the Orlando Magic, by the way, sixth place in the East. Yeah, they've been, Good job, guys. Vucevic is going to be an all-star. <laughs> We've been predicting this for a couple years, and I think he <laughs> might be now. Although, they'll probably vote in Kevin Love, just because that's what the fans want to see. No, but I think the coaches <laughs> will pick Vucevic. Um... <laughs> All right, the Philadelphia 76ers, Sean, what are they thankful for? Oh, they're thankful that um, J.J. Redick is going to be celebrating the holiday with them, the team, and not one of his many secret families <laughs> scattered throughout the country. I think that's our weirdest ongoing joke. <laughs> <laughs> Even J.J. Redick himself would be like, wait, because I... Because I have a podcast? I don't... <laughs> um, I... I'm, pr I'm pretty religious, guys. Uh, I said celebrity <laughs> shooting coach Drew Hanlon is thankful that he has one less client to send a happy Thanksgiving text to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. a tough life being a celebrity trainer. <laughs> The Phoenix Suns, Sean. Oh, um, they're thankful that they have Jamal Crawford to tell them the story of the first Thanksgiving because he was, he was alive there. back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird how they decided to add Jamal Crawford to that team? Uh huh. That team is weird. <laughs> um, in fact, <laughs> there's so, this three so weird. weird teams. <laughs> you want to know what I wrote in this section? What's that? Fuck, I don't know. New episodes of Riverdale? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I bet. I, who do you think Devin Booker's favorite character on Riverdale is? Oh, Cheryl. For sure, mm -hmm. dude. Who do you think Who do you think uh, Josh Jackson likes? Archie. 
He's so <laughs> much like Archie, dude. Just like well intentioned, but also like weirdly violent and angry. <laughs> Uh, who do you think DeAndre Aiden likes? Betty. Yeah. Seems like a sense. Betty, because he's got, like, a dark side, but he hides mm-hmm. it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, um, they're thankful for the invitation to Myers Leonard's yam farm. That's <laughs> what, what he spent his $40 million on. Uh, I said that they're they're thankful that they're the only en- team in the NBA with an all-star backcourt that isn't fighting. <laughs> no. Oh, the other thing that the Portland Trailblazers are thankful for is that um, they can all live in the state of Washington just across the border and thus enjoy Washington's lower income tax rate while still benefiting from the lack of sales tax in the state of Oregon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why they all live in Vancouver, Washington. Is that why Corbin lives in Vancouver, Washington? He's a tax exile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, the Sacramento <laughs> Kings. Uh, the Sacramento Kings. Hold on. Uh, oh, um, the well. So as you know, like the day after Thanksgiving marks the beginning of the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. So uh, all the guys are excited to get a new coach for Christmas. <laughs> They're doing it again. Um, I wrote their thankful Flade brought his hookah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're also thankful that um, Marvin Bagley, the third's album, is also not getting played very much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, the San Antonio Spurs, Sean. Uh, The San Antonio Spurs are thankful that Tony Parker will not be there to make the same joke about turkey breast he makes every single year on Thanksgiving. (laughs) I would like a breast. Um, and they're also thankful that um, this is when Marco Bellinelli is going to get his annual tattoo and choose it the same way he chooses all of his tattoos, which is by hitting the I feel lucky button on Google image search <laughs> and then just tattooing the first thing that comes up onto his body. Uh, I said that uh, they're thankful that none of them have to get stuck sitting next to Kawhi and carry the entire conversation this year. <laughs> He hates talking. Um, all right, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the Toronto Raptors. Hold on, sorry. Find this. Where are you, Raptors? Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are very excited that Jonas Valanciunas is going to actually reverse his beard and hairstyles this year at the Thanksgiving break. So that'll be exciting. But he'll be clean shaven and just have crazy hair that stands up in the air. Um, I said they celebrated Thanksgiving a month ago, so I'm passing oh. on this. <laughs> oh, good call. Good call. Uh, the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Utah Jazz are thankful that Gordon Hayward will not be there demanding that they hold their Thanksgiving dinner in Second Life. <laughs> he just wants everyone to choose an avatar. And yeah. uh, I said they're thankful for Ricky Rubio. In fact, we all should be thankful for Ricky Rubio. In yeah. fact, Sean, I want to take a minute here mm-hmm. where you and me and all of our listeners... 
are thankful for Ricky Rubio. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right. And finally, Sean, save the best for last. The Washington Wizards. Uh, the Washington Wizards are thankful that Scotty Brooks made Dwight Howard cancel his farts giving party. <laughs> now, it's not, it's not clear what that even was, but he's just glad. Um, oh, and Markeith Morris and Marcus Morris are both thankful that there might be a potential trade because it means a both a new city for both of them to live in because as you know they trade lives every two weeks yeah they Uh, just new city new relationships yeah uh i wrote literally nothing uh (laughs) burn the turkey throw the pies against the wall thanksgiving is fucking ruined You know, we got a, well, that was a, you know, I'm thankful for the NBA and I'm thankful for you, Joey Devine. I'm thankful for you too, Sean. And I'm also thankful for each and every person listening to this right now and anyone listening to it in the future. Uh, We're lucky here at Round Ball Rock. We have really good fans. Anyone listening to our show uh, (laughs) means a lot to me. Um, All right. We, We did get a, we did get a. A reader question, but I feel like we need to, a little more time to think about this one. So, yeah. Patrick Cosmos, we saw your question. But we were yes. mid-podcast. Um, yeah. All right, there's one last thing we want to do before we go to Thanksgiving. Uh, Sean and I are too busy um, living in abject poverty and watching basketball all the time to afford to see movies. But- it's movie pass or league pass. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and one of them doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and luckily, but luckily, we do know a couple of guys who do like movies. And every once in a while, we get them to see a movie and review it for us. Uh, here is uh, Brooke and Robin at the movies. It's uh, Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez's movie review show. Brooke and Robin Lopez at the movies. Twin Brothers in Who? And Fandom. DC vs. Marvel. Offense vs. Defense. Nerds Who Are Jocks. Post Ops vs. Hard Screens. Jocks Who Are Nerds. Kane vs. Abel. The Snyder Cut. Take it away, Brooke. Or Robin. I'm not really sure who is who. Last episode, Robin and I saw Venom, and it was only sort of sick and twisted. This time, Robin and I went back to visit one of our favorite lands, J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World, and the second installment of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Now, before Robin starts talking over me like Dobby the house elf, here hey, is the plot. I have Shut my up! Own clothes. Shut I... up! In an oh, effort to th- in an effort to thwart Grindelwald's plans of raising pure-blood wizards to rule over all non-magical beings, Albus Dumbledore enlists his former student, Newt Scamander, who agrees to help. 
unaware of the dangers that lie ahead. Lines are drawn as love and loyalty are tested, even among the truest friends and family in an increasingly divided wizarding world. The movie stars Jude Law from my favorite movie, Sherlock Holmes 2, A Game of Shadows, as Albus Dumbledore. He's really good in those. It also stars Eddie Redmayne from my other favorite movie, Jupiter Ascending, as our hero, the bumbling but good-hearted Newt Scamander. He was, he was really good in The Danish Girl. Weird you saw that. I got confused and I thought it was about breakfasts. From another one of my favorite movies, X-Men First Class, Zoe Kravitz stars as Lita Lestrange. Oh, I hate Bellatrix Lestrange. But you know who I don't hate, Robin? Who? Her dad in real life, Lenny Kravitz. Who Star wrote my, of the Hunger Games? He wrote my favorite song on the Pitch Perfect 3 soundtrack, which is another of my favorite movies. Wait, he wrote that song? He did. The designer from the Hunger Games did? He did. It's crazy. Wow. That's crazy, Brooke. It also stars as Jacob Kowalski, Dan Fogler. Hey, Robin. Did you know Dan Fogler did the voice of Zhang in Kung Fu Panda? Uh, of course I did. It's really weird that it isn't really a goose speaking, but a real man. I still kind of think of him as that goose. Here's another weird thing. He also did the voice of Gribble in another of my favorite movies, Mars Needs Moms. Yeah, you know, that reminded me of my own need for a mom. I think it spoke to a lot of people. I'm pretty sure Dan Fogler is a mom in real life. Yeah, because how could you how could you be that accurate in your voice acting? I don't know. It's crazy. Finally, as the dastardly Gellert Grindelwald, it's Johnny Depp from another of my favorite movies, Chocola. Robin likes him as Captain Jack Sparrow, but I'm not a baby. I'm a grown-up, and grown-ups like their candy sexy. Shut up, I like Captain Jack Sparrow and he drinks rum, which is an adult beverage that babies are not allowed to drink in the shut United up, States. Shut up, baby. You shut up. Do Johnny you like Grindelwald? Hold on, I'm not done reading. Fine, God, you're hogging this podcast just like you hog the ball in the post. <sighs> it's because I'm good in the post. Johnny yeah, Depp, of course, replaces Colin Farrell from last time. Colin Farrell stars in two of my all-time favorite movies, 2003's Daredevil and The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. In fact, with Colin Farrell, Jude Law, and Johnny Depp, the Fantastic Beast series have all of the Imaginarium Tonys from Dr. Parnassus. So in a way, the memory of Heath Ledger, the non-imaginarium Tony, lives on in J.K. Rowling's new mega blockbuster series. So Robin, look, yes? Look, I know we fight a lot, but that comment about Heath Ledger really touched me. Thank you. I thought about what it must be like for them to lose someone who feels like a brother, just like when we left Stanford. 
to join the National Basketball Association. Yeah, that was sad. Oh, uh, do you remember when we tried to build our own Imaginarium, Brooke? I do. I still have it in my what? basement. Oh, man. When I tried to build my own Imaginarium, it collapsed because I didn't imagine hard enough. You've got to try harder, Brooke. I mean, Robin. Robin. Why did I confuse us? It's what is happening to me? Is Grindelwald in my mind? Oh my gosh, you might have had Polyjuice Podcast Potion. Oh no. So Robin, what did you think of Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald? Um, I thought it was pretty good. I just really have a hard trouble with the Grindelwald character because it's hard for me to see Johnny Depp as anything other than Rango. Oh, he is such a good... Rango's a good movie. Yeah, it won an Academy Award somehow. Yeah, that is weird. Rango has won an Academy Award. Gore Verbinski is an Oscar-winning director. Uh, yeah, it was good. I liked that there were Fantastic Beasts, but they weren't as much of the focus as in the original Fantastic Beasts movie. No, actually, I could have done with a lot more Fantastic Beasts and a lot less of Johnny Depp. He's kind of a real-life beast. Yeah. He wears a lot of rings. Why do you think he wears so many rings, Robin? Maybe his fingers are haunted? You know who else doesn't have any rings? Me. You and me. Someday... Maybe. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is coming together as friends and fighting the crimes of Grindelwald. And also coming together as brothers and searching for fantastic beasts. Oh, you know who's a fantastic beast? Who's that? Giannis. He's really good. Wow, he's your teammate now. Yeah. I have a guy that's a beast who isn't that fantastic. Who? I I can't say his name because I think he might punch me, but his name rhymes with Dobby Shortis. Oh, yeah. Hey, Robin. Yeah. You know how when we went to see Fantastic Beasts, uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald together, uh-huh. I dressed up as my favorite wizard, Neville Longbottom? Yeah, you didn't tell us we were going to dress up. Yeah, but you know... I played a funny prank on you. You just didn't realize it. What was it? You know how everyone kept saying, Hello, Harry, to you? Yeah, that was weird, and someone asked me where my flying motorcycle was. It's because I told everyone at the theater that you came dressed up as Hagrid. What? (laughs) What? What? You jerk. You jerk, Brooke. (laughs) It's such a good prank. Oh, man. Someone someone asked me where my hippogriff was, and I thought it was just going to be a fantastic beast from the film, but now I realize that you had pranked me. Such wow, the crimes prank. of Brooke are a lot like the crimes of Grindelwald sometimes. Hey, that's mean. Look, that's why I want to be a defense against the dark arts teacher when they open real-life Hogwarts. Because Dif- defense up is in- not important. It is. And I've played I'm the an most offense. defense. I'm an offense against the dark arts teacher. You're a dark artist, and I played defense against you. So I'm well suited for this. Also, my cats are both Slytherins. Your cats are Slytherins? 
Aren't yeah. you worried they're going to eat you in your sleep then? Well, sometimes a lot of them are very clever, much like uh, Severus Snape, who appeared to be a bad Slytherin, but in the end, he turned out to be a hero. Don't so spoil cats... it for people! Oh, sorry, I mean, he turned out to be a Snape. Good save, Robin. What was your favorite part of Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald? Um, I really liked the part where uh, everything was old-timey in New York because it reminded me of my true home, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, you, you were a net for life. You never felt like you fit in in East Rutherford, did you? No, God, no. Yeah, I liked going to Brooklyn, too. Sometimes I wouldn't go if you and I were arguing because I wouldn't want to support anything with Brooke in it. But I liked it. I like that they have trucks full of food because it makes me think that the trucks have maybe come to life and merged with a kitchen, which feels like a spell. That is magic. Robin. Uh-huh? Uh, what house, what house in Hogwarts are you? Well... I went to Pottermore before going to the movie just to make sure that it sorted correctly. And once again, I was chosen as a Ravenclaw. Yeah, right. You're a liar. What? Don't lie. You know you're no. jealous because I'm Gryffindor. Yeah, you're Gryffindor. You're That's Hufflepuff. Fine. I'm not you're Hufflepuff. You're totally Hufflepuff. I'm not Hufflepuff. I you're the Hufflepuff. And everything. You're such a Hufflepuff. You're Even always like, oh, I like to set screens and help people. That's I'm good Raven at help Claw. defense Raven like Hufflepuff. Hufflepuffs are silly and like to put up shots. And they like to shoot from the perimeter, even though they're seven feet tall, and they know that their home is under the basket, but they trick themselves into thinking they live outside the bounds. That's weird, because I wouldn't line. know, because I'm Gryffindor. That kind of sounds like a Hufflepuff offensive style. Mm-hmm. You're not tough and brave. Kind of sounds like I would get the golden snitch and you'd be back there beating. <laughs> oh, well, I think that beating is a really important part and that the movies actually don't capture some of the subtle intricacies of Quidditch, which is that good team Quidditch is what actually wins wizarding cups. Hey, Robin, remember that time we were at Stanford? And we uh, started that Quidditch team. That was the greatest time of my life, Brooke. It was the greatest time of your life? Not that time you were in the Western Conference Finals with Steve Nash? No, it was intramural Quidditch. That's where my heart really lies. We had to stop that league, though, remember? Remember what happened? Yeah, I do. It was really bad. Robin, I, you, it was so bad. Why did you do that, Robin? I was a beater, and I really thought that that guy looked like a snitch. Oh, man. The thing is... That was I only the didn't... second most embarrassing Harry Potter-related thing that happened to us at Stanford. Well, let me explain. I just had never seen a Skyrider before, and so I thought that it was the Dark Mark, and that he who shall not be named was bringing in his legions. Hey, Robin, remember that time you got really embarrassed at that party? What? Why are you saying so many embarrassing things about me, Brooke? Can't we talk about the performance listeners, of Eddie Redmayne? Listeners, one time, we can get to Eddie Redmayne in a minute. I just have a story to tell. 
Yeah, you have a mean story. One this time. is why you're the biggest jerk of all the brothers. A lot of brothers are jerks, but they're not seven feet tall like you. One time, we were at a party, and Robin and I, we were watching Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And you know that part where Moaning Myrtle is looking at Harry in the bathtub? Well, Robin thought he was whispering it to me, but he said it really loud so the whole party could hear. And what he said was, Moaning Myrtle made my penis feel weird. Oh, yeah, you're the one who was obsessed with my penis because yours is so small. Hey, it's exactly the same times. We're size, we're identical. You said that if I have a small penis, then you have a small penis. No, my penis is much larger than yours. Anyway. That's why you trim all the hair on your body to try to make your tiny stretch five look bigger. That's really gross, Robin. Stop yeah, when well, you pubes. started the gross thing, you were talking about my penis moving. That's personal and private. I'm sorry. I'm the one with a girlfriend, not you, Brooke. I'm sorry, Robin. You're right. And I look. I'm gonna yeah, die we alone. Co- we co-own a dog, the most fantastic beast of all. Um. Anyway, I thought that this movie did have a lot of magic, but it was not particularly sick and twisted. But I don't really think the crimes of Grindelwald should be sick and twisted. Venom yeah. should be sick and twisted. The crimes of Grindelwald should be uh, magical. I guess. And it was I, magical. What a magical experience. I don't really understand why people have learned so few lessons from the crimes of Grindelwald that happened. The Wizarding World has no sense of history. They make the same mistakes over and over again. It's as if magical history is a nightmare, which everyone is trying to wake up from. That's really deep, Robin. Sometimes Three you're and a so half stars. stars. Three and a half stars? I went to Stanford. So did you. That means we're automatically smart. We're the smartest people on Earth. It's no one us can and Tiger us Woods. Yeah, it's us, Tiger Woods, Christian McCaffrey. Uh-huh. Andrew Luck, the greatest genius of our time. Yeah, he's like a Einstein. These guys are all just really smart. Anyway, you gave it three and a half stars? Yeah. Out of four? What's that? Out of four? Out of four, yeah. Okay, so you liked it pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I give it four Tonys from the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus oh, out of you four. You did our favorite movie of all time. I loved it. You know what? I love you, Brooke. I love you too, Robin. I'm sorry I told that story about your penis. It's okay. If anyone on the podcast listens, knows Moaning Myrtle, just um, give her my Instagram handle. Will do. Hey, Robin, are you excited for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'm going to eat so much. You know how... But just desserts. You know how last year uh, I hid that pumpkin pie from you that you really love? Yeah, yeah, what happened? Where did you hide it? I hid it under the bed. And then the <gasps> dog ate it. Oh no! But this year, I promise, Robin, you can have the whole pumpkin pie. Thanks, Brooke. And remember how last year I got mad when we were we were playing Kingdom Hearts together, and I I threw 
your favorite jello with marshmallows in it at the wall in frustration. Yeah. I promise I won't do that again. I'm I'm thankful to have you as a brother. I'm thankful to have you as a brother. Okay. Back to you, Joey and Sean. Wow. Those always end so touching. They're kind of they they get very angry with each other. Yeah. And then at the end they like and I guess that's the power of movies. Or brotherhood? I'm actually not sure what happens in that movie. No, I have no idea. <laughs> it's uh I do wish I, I saw Brooke dressed as Neville Longbottom though. Yeah, that's incredible. What a <laughs> what a character. Also, maybe I should see the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? It's weird that that review had so much... They really talked about that movie a lot more than Crimes of Grindelwald. I mean, I get it's their favorite movie of all time, but, you know, <laughs> I can't fault them. You know, they're, they're doing this... They're actually paying us to do these movie reviews. He did so. say that all of those movies were his favorite movie of all time, though. Yeah, that's that's a little bit weird. <laughs> we should... We gotta lock those guys down a little bit more, but also I feel like it would just be... Very frustrating. Um, all right, Sean, anything you want to plug? Um, just yeah, come to the punchline December 20th through 22nd. If you're in San Francisco, if you're not in San Francisco, fly out there. Come see the show. Oh, can we can we maybe make a mention of something that happened? Uh, friend of the show, Frankie Muniz. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow his house was flooded. Uh, he blamed uh, his cat. He blamed his cat for turning on the water when he was gone, and he said that it flooded four of the five stories in his brownstone. Now, I believe this is the same house he that also had a tree was fall on it. At his uncle's wa- funeral in oh, France. In France. And just and this this house, the cable installer won't come. Um it's there's hundreds, if not thousands, of scorpions outside. Uh, a tree fell on it, and now it has been flooded by a cat. We just want to say, Frankie, things... Okay, I was going to say, Frankie, things are going to get better, but I'm not... Like, having followed Frankie Muniz's life pretty closely, I'm not sure that they are. (laughs) Like, Like... It feels like this is actually... Like, a cat destroying his home and all of his possessions is somehow par for the course but but keep your head up frankie yeah uh i'm still gonna read one year old tweets yeah (laughs) um eventually life will be fair eventually oh here we go uh as always you can follow me on twitter at frankie muniz where on 229 16 i tweeted dear allergies I'll give you a dollar if you stop if you let my nose stop leaking. Thanks in advance. God. Trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's all be thankful. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way My hat is off, won't you stand up and take
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.